I remember this like it was yesterday. My grandfather stopped what he was doing, looked at me and said, always be a little bit hungry. I was 10 and it was the first but not the last time he would share this advice with me. You're listening to It All Works. I'm your host, Jason Wheeler. In this first episode of the It All Works podcast, I'm going to share a piece of advice I was given by my grandfather that is sound advice for an entrepreneur and just about everyone else. I chose this as the first episode topic as a way of dedicating it to Joseph and Olive, my grandparents, whose wedding anniversary was on this exact day, November 12th. My grandfather used to paint poems and messages on signboard to put up at family gatherings during Thanksgiving and Christmas. There were always positive and loving messages, and if you could see any of my family photos from those gatherings, you would likely see one of them in the background. I was in my grandparents' basement with my grandfather while he was working on one of these messages. I was 10 years old and asking him for advice about my upcoming track and field meet. My grandfather had done plenty of running in his life and completed full-length marathons. My grandfather stopped what he was doing looked at me and said, always be a little bit hungry. Being just as young as I was, I questioned how literal he was being, verifying if he meant don't eat on the day of the race. It's not what he meant at all. And more importantly, it didn't just apply to the cross country meet. The true meaning of the message was meant more about overall mindset, strategy in the face of competition. Sure, it can be said, if you run on a full stomach, you probably won't run your best race. You might cramp up, or even worse, bring up your lunch. But the feeling of never being content, and always being in a state where you're not held back by your own complacency, is what he really meant. And he told me so a few other times in my life, when I faced competition, or when more effort was needed than I estimated. So what does it have to do with business or marketing? These days, a lot. There are so many people that are solopreneurs or run businesses all by themselves. And there is a behavior that exists that really affects the small business owner, especially in the early years. Let me start by asking you this. Do you love what you do so much that you can do it all day, every day, and never get tired of it? Do you like talking to people about it? Can you continue that conversation for as long as you have an opportunity to? When I ask business owners these questions, I usually get yes as the answer. And yet, when you look at what they are doing to reach their ideal client, it tells a completely different story. When I look a bit closer, some of them are just starting out. Some of them have been around for a while and are doing okay, but wants to do so much better. And some of them have been struggling after a few years of trying to grow their business. It makes you wonder why the person just starting looks like they already ran out of steam. Why doesn't the experienced, semi-successful entrepreneur just do more of what already works? And why does the one that's been struggling just try anything to move the needle? My grandfather already gave you the answer. They aren't hungry. It doesn't mean that they're lazy. It doesn't mean that they don't try. They all really want to succeed, but something is preventing them from taking the action they need to. All three are at different places in their journey to being successful at a business they claim to love and they're not alone. This affects a good portion of business owners. It probably has for you. Maybe it still does. We have this view of how communication works on the internet. 
we perceive that every piece of content will stand side by side with all the other pieces of content out there. And then people will decide what they like and what they don't. And as they do, the popular pieces get noticed even more. And the person who created it gets a growing amount of recognition. Only part of this statement is true, right at the very beginning. When we thought our content stands equal with others, that part is not true, not true at all. It really does come down to how well the content was placed. That's the best way I can put it. But let's just assume it's a good piece of content. We will talk about good content in future episodes, but for the sake of this conversation, it's a good piece of content. If you place this content in front of almost nobody, meaning you have maybe a hundred followers on social media, how does it stack up against the person that places it in front of a thousand or 10,000 or a hundred thousand? Even if engagement percentages were the same, the larger audience, the bigger the head start. Picture yourself in a marathon length running race and your competition starts with a five, 10 or even 20 mile head start. That's what it's like. Your content can be equal or even better quality than people with bigger followings and you still won't fare so well heads up versus their content. Obviously, the more attention a piece of content gets, the more attention it will likely attract should an algorithm kick in and help it along. This sounds insurmountable, but it isn't. Different content creators have risen and fallen, which means every one of us can get there if we choose to try. Another aspect of how it is placed comes down to who the audience is. Is it an audience that is very niched in, or is it just a large group that has varying interests? This makes it a little more interesting because now you can make some real cool comparisons. You have a thousand people following you and the superstar in your niche has a hundred thousand. You place your content in front of them and you get 150 likes while the superstar gets 5,000. That 5,000 is a great number for them. But to be honest, your future is looking brighter and I would be concerned if I was the superstar. Your 15% engagement rate is triple their 5%. It means you're reaching the right people. You have the right audience. And as you continue to grow, it would not take much before you're actually getting really big numbers. Having a piece of content placed in the right place in front of the right people is about as simple as it gets. If you don't have a large following, then at least be on the right platform and use the right tags where your ideal audience resides. We see good content all the time. It shows up on our threads and we notice. It's no accident that it's right there in front of us. And that's something that is misunderstood. The assumption that if you created the same content, yours will show up too. When struggling entrepreneurs don't understand why things just aren't working out, they usually aren't thinking about how they place their content. All they recognize is that they are creating content that they feel is good, maybe better than their competition, but it is going unnoticed. How hard is it to keep going, feeling like no matter how good your work is, nobody will notice? It's incredibly hard. It's not surprising the number of people that really slow down or give up on pursuing organic growth through social media and other methods. And that's the sad part, because if they were a little hungry, they would find the answer to the problem. You see, the hungry methodology is not about keep going and keep doing the same thing. It's about finding a way, maybe finding a source. And for the discouraged business owners, it's about figuring out what you need to do differently so you don't starve to death.
In this particular case, they should specifically be hungry for reaching the right audience with their content. And beyond that, they should continue being hungry to foster the connection with those people consistently. One thing you need to take note of. The consistency habit is only good if there is something positive compounding reward to it. I know that sounds a bit grand, but it's true. If you consistently do something that has no growing impact, then what are you doing it for? If you went to the gym every day and worked out for two hours and you had minimal to no difference to your health and fitness, why should you continue? The same thing can be said for our marketing efforts. Keep doing the same thing with nothing really to show for it, but consistency is one of those disciplines that is easier when you're hungry. When you're hungry, you don't need to be prompted. You just pursue. It becomes instinct. We all have done this at some point in our lives. It could have been for a hobby or a sport. You just wanted to keep doing it and keep playing. The question for entrepreneurs struggling is, what needs to change? In this discussion, I was clearly making it a priority to consistently focus on the right audience. If they were a little bit hungry, they would have sniffed that out all on their own. But most of the time, it's hidden in a blind spot they can't see. There are a huge amount of online business owners that aren't hungry. They are content with continuing to do what they have been doing because that's what they've been showing. They somehow got used to the idea that results are not ever going to be what they used to be when this industry was first expanding. That low engagement and email open rates are the norm. Well, they aren't the norm. At best, they could be described as the average. So for instance, the average numbers of followers on Instagram is 150, or the average number of subscribers on a podcast is 140. And some people might look at that and say, see, I'm in the race, just like everyone else. But so what? That's not where you want to be, because that's where you are invisible. Did you pursue your dreams to be average? Would it comfort you at night that even though you haven't made it into the big leagues, that at least you're average and not in the group below? If you're even a little hungry, the averages go out the window. They don't matter. Back when my grandfather told me, be a little bit hungry, I did show up for my race prepared. I was hungry to do my best. And because of that, I was focused. My grandmother was there that day. She filmed the race with an eight millimeter movie camera. Half the time the view was of the sky because she was cheering me on at the same time. But if you were able to see me run that race start to finish, you would have seen the first time I was totally focused the entire time. The first time I ran a whole race without looking around to see where everyone else was, which is an accomplishment when you're 10. And the first time I won a regional race. That was 40 years ago. I still run 10 kilometers and half marathons. And every time I think about my grandparents. Now let's talk about making it all work. If I were to try and get you to always be a little hungry when it comes to marketing your business, I think it would really come down to you answering questions to yourself. So here's some questions. One, do you love what you do? Two, do you want this to work? And are you prepared to do what is necessary to make it all work? Three, are you okay if it fails because of your own inaction? These are questions that you should ask yourself. What if there was something of a checklist you could roll down to see if you were completing things that would help you move forward? Things on the list would help you add value to what you're already trying to do. Let me give you five examples. Number one, find one post that you can add to the conversation with your expertise. Number two, 
Find one person who is in the same niche as you and follow them so you can review their content. Number three, get in touch with three people on your email list or following you and direct message them and see how you can help them. Number four, come up with one reason you love what you do and try to create a content idea from it. Number five, touch base with one of your past paying clients or customers to follow up. I hope those questions are really helpful. This first episode is a little different from the ones to come. I really wanted to honor my grandparents on their anniversary and share a personal piece of advice that I received, hoping that it will help you as it did for me. Part of the reason I started this podcast is because I see too many good people with good ideas not reach their goals and then give up, or are in a position where they have no choice but to give up. In future episodes, when I share information about marketing, I want you to be fully informed, meaning I want you to either be able to use the information and succeed with it, or understand it clearly, knowing that it's not the right strategy for you now or ever. Because making those decisions are important. No one can afford to waste their most valuable resource, which is time. If you found this episode interesting, go to itallworks.com and go to the page for this episode. There, you'll find a neat download that relates to the questions I told you you should ask yourself. You might actually be able to use it as a neat accountability tool for yourself to help you nudge your way forward. Thanks again for listening. See you next week.